Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. International News Review. And with you in the studio today, Glenn Van Zutphen. Tina Datta is joining us, the chairwoman of Republicans overseas in Singapore. Tina, welcome to Money FM today. Happy to have you with us. So happy to be here. It's lovely to be with you because you know how much I love what you do. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Mutual admiration society here going on. So that's always good. Yep. We have a lot uh, to talk about in our international news review this morning. Of course, we have to start with with uh, the U.S. politics, with the articles of impeachment that were launched this week. Uh, that is all fact. That's all, that's all past. Now, obviously, Left and right are playing this uh, the way that they want to play it for political purposes. What does this week say to you in terms of in terms of what's next for the country? Where do we go with this? Uh, the uh, the head of the Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, has said that she's going to wait a little while to actually uh, give the articles to the Senate to to vote on, etc. How do you see this all? Uh, playing out. Well, one of the things that's most important to note is that while they did get passed in the House, until she passes them on to the Senate, he's not actually impeached. Correct. And so uh, there's a lot of, I had a conversation actually with uh, Senator Lindsey Graham this week, mm. and um, they are just from their standpoint expecting them to come in after the new year. Yeah. But as we sit through this hiatus during the holidays, we can't actually say he's been impeached. Yes, it's been voted on, but it hasn't been processed correctly. And if you were to look at the historians, this won't even count as an impeachment unless she passes them on oh, is that right? um, to the Senate. Yeah. yeah. Is, is the theory, uh, according to maybe what Lindsey Graham has said or others, is it, was it just a, a matter of timing that she didn't pass them on? It's like the break is here now, so why bother? Push, pushing them through over the Christmas holiday? Or do, do you have a sense of that? I think you're so kind in thinking that way, genuinely. I don't know. Um, so bottom line is I think the perspective is is that having him wait, having the Senate wait, and having him sit through the holidays of the impending impeachment over his head, that's a good way to create sort of mental pressure uh, or just putting it so that life isn't all that great during the holiday season. Right. Um, as you've been looking at some of the, uh, you know, the written words, uh, some of the, the, the things that people are saying, my contacts with people in Florida, there's, it is that impact. It's kind of a, a mental impact that they're trying to impact. Bottom line is, if they want to impeach him, they have to move it to the Senate. Yeah. So I think they're just waiting through the holidays. And, and clearly there's, there's no indication that they would not pass those articles of impeachment no. on. Uh, I mean – Right. There is some discussion saying oh, really? that it could go. There, there are some things that I've heard is that possibly that they have no reason um, to actually push it through because they can carry this issue all the way through um, towards the election. And oh. there has been some pundits talking about that. So I'm not going to say, obviously, that they would do that because that's a very slippery slope. Yeah. Um, this is historical that we're never been in a situation like this. Right. right? So we just gonna, I think we're going to have to wait and see if they don't do it by January. I think there would be a good chance it probably wouldn't go for a very long time. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, of, of course, we don't know what we don't know, so we'll have to wait and see. But exactly. What, what will this issue do for, for the 2020 elections? Already the, the president is in Florida, I think, today, yes. speaking at the Crossroads Conference, a conservative conference for yeah. younger people, and, and, and have made, obviously made comments about it, as you would expect. Um, Democrats, of course, are getting their political mileage out of it as well. Everyone's going to get their mileage the best way. Yep. What do you see this doing? Uh, is this going to energize new 
new supporters for the president going into this election season? Election I, don't, cycle? I don't actually think it's going to energize new supporters, but I think it, what we'll do is it will take all the independents that are in the middle and it will probably sl- uh, bring them over to his side. We've mm-hmm. seen some of the polls. Uh, USA Today put something out most recently that up against all of the Democratic candidates, he's now actually four points above uh, Biden. He's six points above um, you know, Buttigieg. He's way ahead, yeah. according to USA Today. And yeah. that's this week. Now, what I'd like to say, just to tying into uh, our discussion, is it's not just impeachment that happened this week. USMCA passed this week. Mm. Uh, He put together the new division of the Space Force um, that passed this week. Mm. The stock market hit the highest that it's been. NASDAQ was up. So while we're talking about impeachment, the country's still moving forward um, in very positive ways. Uh, Job growth. So we can talk about the impeachment. But there's many other things that are very positive going on in the U.S. And there have been a lot of things even even in the past couple of years. I think everyone has acknowledged now, depending on what side of the issue you could be on, you could say they're they're positive or negative. But things have not been at a standstill, uh, governmentally speaking. The president passed uh, or signed the new uh, defense budget. Correct. uh, Which, of course, has got money for the wall, money and money for the wall. So he's Uh, won that battle. Yeah. Yep. So there are there are definitely things that are happening, uh, like I say, depending on which side you are on, it's a good thing or it's not a good thing, but things are moving forward uh, in the government. The Democrats uh, are still, you know, from your perspective, uh, you're obviously a supporter of the president's. From your perspective, what are the what direction do you think the Democrats will head going into this election cycle now? Uh, the first of the year really will begin, I think, in earnest, right? People really start pushing hard uh, on on the um, on the campaign front. Correct. Uh, we got you know basically three or maybe maybe four people that are potential uh, people. If you look at Bloomberg or Buttigieg or, or Joe Biden, Um, what are the Democrats uh, from your perspective going to be looking forward to do uh, vis-a-vis president Trump uh, in, in these coming months? Probably bring up more of the negative that they uh, continue to continue to talk about. Um, they can't win on the economy. Uh, they can talk about different issues, specifically in regional areas where they have Democratic strongholds. Where perhaps they can talk about job rates that aren't quite as high as to where uh, where they're based. So mm. they do have talking points that they can discuss. But you just mentioned the more conservative middle Democrats. So it's interesting to hear from your perspective when you're talking about Democrats, where you think the lead um, and who's going forward. Uh, Michael Bloomberg is not even close to some of our more liberal uh, Democratic comp- uh, you know, you know yeah. opponents. And so it hasn't been sort of sussed out where the Democratic Party is going to be at this point in time. And yeah. I think uh, – January, February, March will be interesting to see how those candidates fight it out and what the, how their messages get tighter mm. and stronger and really see uh, where the Democratic base takes itself. It is interesting. Of, of course, you know, Michael Bloomberg has not uh, declared his candidacy, but many people are feeling he's polling at six percent, though. You know, he's standing on the sidelines just kind of waiting to see yeah. what happens. Right. So yeah. biding his time uh, as, as that were. So so you're, I think you're right, though. The first three months of the year are going to be very, very uh, 
uh, well, not that not that the last three years haven't been interesting, but the next few months are definitely. I think for the Democrats, though, the next few months will say because if they end up go, taking the articles across, yeah. then they'll hold a they'll hold a trial, yeah. and that could have direct impact on uh, Vice President Biden oh, because they, they yeah because I think that if they do that, they'll end up pulling in uh, and requiring much more disclosure um, because the the Republicans will be in charge of the the trial and they'll be able to pull in uh, people to testify and maybe open up some of the areas that are some. He's leaving kind of gray, which is fine. Yeah. I'm not saying that either way, um, but it could end up blowing something up for him. And then it's really going to be who's left standing on the other side and who those candidates are, sure. which may end up, to be fair, leave an opening for uh, Bloomberg to step in. Yeah. Uh, with Tina Datta in the studio this morning. And Tina, you've been in Singapore for many years now. How, how, how many, how many is, are we up to? We're on year 10. <laughs> 10 years. Uh, and one of the issues that has come up in previous administrations and now has really gotten uh, gotten further along under the Trump administration is the FACTA yeah. um, issue. Correct. Give us just a, a brief background on what that means because it, even though many of our listeners are, are Singaporean business leaders, um, it does impact Singaporeans, uh, Singaporean businesses who hire Americans. Who hire Americans yeah. and also who have business partners. Yeah. So tell us Americans. a little bit about FACTA and, and where we're at right now in that process. Okay. Well, FATCA is just to mention on a on a not on a global scale, not yeah. just for Singapore. Of course. Um, FATCA was a piece of legislation that was uh, agreed to under the Obama administration in 2010, and it basically is a reporting requirement for Americans overseas on all of their income um, and any partnership where you have over 12 percent of an international business and or you're an American earning uh, income overseas as a standalone entrepreneur or as an expat being based overseas. It requires full disclosure of all of your bank accounts as mm. well as all of and now uh, under the Trump administration, which is still being worked out, we're fighting this, mm. um, is earned income where you carry forward your income and you used to be able to reinvest it and not take that as earned. You could just return it or reinvest. Now he's taking the money and wanting you to pay taxes on that reinvestment of your income into corporations here in, uh, in any corporation around the world. Now, one of the things that's been interesting about Singapore, this policy has been implemented into defense agreements and trade agreements between countries around the world. So if the United States goes in and renegotiates, I'm not going to talk Singapore specifically, but goes in and negotiates a deal with France, mm -hmm. and that's the defense and trade agreement or one of the agreements that they have, FATCA gets inserted into that. And if a country on the other side wants to also enforce wants their people's information, they're more than happy to agree to the U.S. compliance requirements because if if we want ours, they get theirs. Mm. Some, com some countries want this. Some countries don't. So FATCA has been implemented at different speeds around the world. Yeah. Currently here in Singapore, we are at tier two. There are five tiers mm. of FATCA implementation. And right now, France is in tier four. Germany is in tier four. Meaning okay. further along. Further along and process. further disclosure and further, right. further pressure. So um, – FATCA is a, is an, a burdensome tax regulation mm. on Americans that live overseas, mm. understanding that this regulation is not required of Americans that live in the United States. And some, some foreign companies have even refused to hire Americans Agreed. overseas yeah. because then that foreign company is subject to these reporting requirements. They are, re they are required yeah. to those reporting requirements as well as 
any American living overseas that's trying to open a bank account right. or a brokerage account. Interesting. Just to, just to give a, a little bit of, of uh, background, the Fair and Accurate Credit Transaction Act yes. of 2003 is what it is. The, now, the federal law was passed by Congress on November the 22nd, 2003, and signed by President Bush on December 4th, 2003. So it was it was started uh, yes, under the Bush administration. But it wasn't agreed to – no, it wasn't agreed to and voted into Congress until 2010. Oh, okay. Because I thought the, it, was, it was signed by Bush in, in 2003, though. But it was strengthened and changed. Yeah. Yeah. But originally it came from this idea uh, after that 9-11. No, well, well after, after 9-11, because they wanted to track funds uh, for potential terrorism uses. Correct. If, if, in fact, funds were being used for terrorism. Correct. So it started under that guise. Correct. But in intervening years, everyone's realized it's a big drag on a lot of people. Under President Bush, though, that had to do yeah. with financial transactions. Right. That had to do with wiring of money and transactional business over $10,000. Yeah. This has changed. This has come down to personal income. Got it. It's a different, it became a different beast. Where are we now with it? Because it's, you know, for years now, Republicans and Democrats have been looking to try to uh, repeal it, this and get it Get it. Yeah, because as I – to explain how that can be repealed, how it doesn't have to be bigger, it was slapped on in the the dark of night on a piece of additional legislation. So it kind of got slapped onto the back, Mm. which means it can be removed that way too. It doesn't have to be a standalone issue. So right now it's gone – we've had uh, legislation go through the House. Um, Congressman Holding uh, put it through. It's been gone through appropriations. It's been revenue neutral. They've considered it revenue neutral because they haven't been able to claim back under the tax tax law, any additional income from us cheating and living overseas. It's not paying for itself, basically. So there's an option. Uh, Secretary Mnuchin, believe it or not, knows about this. Um, We're talking it at the highest levels, but it was a bipartisan piece of legislation. And this year, because of impeachment, uh, the Democrats pulled out of the bipartisan Mm. piece of the legislation in the House. Mm. So it's gone through many steps. It's gone through about six steps in the House to get to the point where it can go farther and farther. But it got a it got stopped this yeah. year about six months ago. Well, we will certainly keep an eye on it because it is impacting a lot of people and it's just kind of a pain for a lot of other people as well. I uh, think so it's just most important for you to know that people are fighting. That, yeah. I think that's the, for, that's your, for listeners to hear. Yeah. We are trying to do something about it. It's not a fait to comply that it will stay that way. Uh, we know tax things change, but we're really working to get the administration um, to understand the impact on this on uh, Americans living overseas. Okay, let's our final uh, our final topic is Boris Johnson is moving ahead uh, mm-hmm. this week. He won a key vote in Parliament, he did. supporting his Brexit uh, January thirty first deal, um, and of course he had his landslide victory uh, two weeks ago. In in uh, but but now the lawmakers have voted in the UK. 30, 358 to 234, I believe it was on Thursday, mm-hmm. Wednesday or Thursday, um, to push his ratification of the divorce, the Brexit deal. Uh, what? This is obviously a huge win for Boris Johnson. It is. He's promised he was going to do this. Uh, going forward, what is the process? Is there a chance that it, it can or may not go through uh, by the 31st of January? What do we know about this so far? 
Well, to be fair, I'm not so familiar with the policies um, in the UK as to what can be done to stop it. But under the democratic procedures and where they're at now, so close to the finishing um, July 31st, yeah. I read this as you were, you were we were going to discuss yeah. about this. Yeah. It doesn't see that there's too many um, wrenches that can be thrown into this. Uh, they have the they have the power, they have the protection, the votes. they have the votes, and um, I think that the issues, the outlying issues, will be dealt with outside side of the dealing just with the EU. Obviously, Scotland and the things going on with that. This is Ireland, this, Ireland, Ireland well, Scotland, backstop, right, yeah. exactly. Or the middle of the ocean backstop or not the, <laughs> right. you know, there's many different things, but just the separation. He's giving from January 31st till December 31, 2020 to make it all happen. So I'm sure within those nine months after it's agreed to, they will work out the logistics because, you know, when you leave the open ended, not quite done, everybody feels they have more wiggle room to get Mm. their side done. Mm. I think they're going to shove it through. 31st, it'll be done. And then he'll work backwards from there to try to create maybe win, win, win kind of win situations <laughs> with um, the cousins the, of the, the cousins be, of the north. That will be easy to see what that potential yeah, win looks like. Right? This is an interesting situation. <laughs> Politics all over the world at this point. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Tina Data, thank you so much for coming in today for our International News Review. Pleasure. And we'll hopefully see you again soon. Yeah, pleasure. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.